Good afternoon and welcome to Not Minding My Own Business. Uh, again, my name is Russell Farbiars, uh, estate planning uh, attorney in Berks County uh, and your host. And I am joined here today by Sean, Sean Wyant uh, of Rothenberger Insurance Services. Welcome, Sean. Great to be here, Russell. Well, wonderful. I, I was saying to Sean before we, we, uh, we started recording that I haven't seen him since the before times or really spoken with him, uh, but I've known Sean uh, for a number of years. Uh, and one of the things that I always found interesting about Sean, other, other than his always positive ad attitude about life, uh, is uh, that not only is he an, an insurance uh, guru, uh, but he is also a DJ part-time. Uh, which I, I understand uh, is a lot of a lot of weekend work. Uh, but uh, Sean, why don't you introduce yourself uh, yourselves to our guests? Uh, hello, I am Sean Wyant. I am a insurance agent with Rothenberger Insurance Services, which has offices in West Reading on Penn Avenue, as well as Madison Avenue uh, in Muhlenberg, across from the Lowe's, uh, and I. As Russell pointed out, I'm also a DJ for Jam on Sound Productions out of Mount Penn. Very, very, very nice. I didn't realize that you guys had an office in Muhlenberg. Is that something new? Uh, it's been a few years. Uh, we only rebranded it to Rothenberger this year. Uh, it was an acquisition of Advocate Insurance, okay. and we kept that name for a while. But uh, when we brought Erie on as a carrier, uh, we decided it was time to redo the signage and get everything rolled over to Rothenberger. Yeah, it makes a, makes a lot of sense. So insurance. So what, what got you started in your line of work? Uh, well, I got a finance degree in college, uh, but unfortunately around the time I was coming out seeking work and trying to generate business in that field was 2008. And uh, as we all know, there wasn't a whole lot of people doing a lot with their money in 2008. So uh, as part of starting that journey into financial planning, I picked up a life and health license. So the first number of years I was in the insurance industry, I was doing mostly life insurance. Okay. And um, so what, what are some things that people should think about when they're looking at life insurance? Uh, as far as life insurance goes, uh, it's usually better to get it the younger you can because they're going to base it off your health at the time that you're applying for the coverage. Um, another word of advice to smokers is there are certain companies that will look back as a person as a non-smoker after a certain amount of years of quitting. So you definitely want to quit for at least a year, but the longer you can quit before getting it, the better off and more options you're going to have. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, obviously, the, the insurance company is trying to minimize uh, their risk. Uh, now, are there different types of insurance, life insurance policies? Uh, yes, there are uh, a few different types. Um, and they work differently depending on what sometimes your end goal is, uh, because a lot of people, the commercials you see on TV are normally for term policies. Uh, so some people might get those uh, not just necessarily for protection for their family, uh, 
sometimes it could be the fact that they are buying into a business and people are planning that a certain thing is going to happen. And if someone were to pass during that process to save some of what they might have lost by that person passing away, they'll put a term policy in place for a period. Okay. So I just want to talk a little bit about something you mentioned there uh, is if someone's buying into a business. So do you work with, with clients who are uh, small business owners or who are potentially going into business for themselves? Yes. Uh, the people that I work with the most are small business owners and real estate investors. Um, and then obviously any insurance agent is going to write your typical home and auto too. So how do those small business owners, real estate investors, how do they utilize life insurance to benefit themselves? So uh, an example I can share with you would be there was three individuals that were looking to open a new restaurant. Uh, there was kind of the money aspect, there was the one that was bringing concept, and then there was the one that was going to be running the day-to-day. -day. The one that was bringing the concept to secure the loan that they needed, they had requested that a life insurance policy be put in place because if something were to happen to him, the whole rest of the organization of that business would have fallen apart. So until they could secure some kind of financial history. They wanted that life insurance in place. Now, in, in some of the work that I do, I, I will talk to, to small business owners about key man insurance uh, or having life insurance in the, in, the in the case of a shareholder's agreement uh, or a buy-sell agreement. Is that something that you typically recommend? And so how does that get structured? Um, just like most insurances, there's a time and a place for it. Um, generally, especially when you're starting a business, a lot of people are looking to minimize expenses until they get some kind of a cash flow. So usually that's only going to happen if someone's requiring it to happen. Most people don't go out and just do that. It's usually part of a larger plan. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And in the, in the case of multiple shareholders, uh, sometimes that can be that can be that can be beneficial. Now, you are you still also doing life uh, doing health insurance? Uh, health insurance, unfortunately, we pretty much stopped doing uh, once the Obamacare went through uh, for a period there. Uh, the companies that were writing health insurance were only paying agents that were placing large groups, the individual policies and the small policies, they would allow you to write them, but they were not paying any type of commission. So uh, health insurance tends to be kind of tedious because of the information you need to gather, just like life insurance. So if you're not fully focused in that, uh, a lot of guys will just let it go by the wayside. And so then you said that your, your target audience really is small business owners and real estate investors. How did you, how did you focus in on that group? When I started with Rothenberger, um, Ron, the agency principal, had been going to a real estate investor meeting uh, pretty regularly for a couple of years at that point. Uh, the thing with real estate investors is they'll buy anything they can make money off of. 
and not every insurance agency has appointments with carriers that can write or are competitive in different types of insurance. So for instance, usually kind of the progression with real estate investors that are getting in and they're young, the first thing they'll do to generate capital is to flip properties. So they'll rehab it and then sell it. Um, the type of insurance required for that type of uh, operation is either a vacant policy, which a property for most companies is considered vacant if it's not occupied for more than 30 days. So that coverage doesn't provide the same coverage you would have on a homeowner's policy. Uh, it's usually less things are covered and it covers a higher expense because insurance companies look at a property that's being rehabbed or is vacant as being a higher risk because you're changing things. You're not always in the home. It's not like the contractors are sleeping there overnight. So vandalism and theft can go up. Uh, so that vacant coverage is one that most of your companies that you think of, the big names like an Erie, a Donegal, a State Farm, they're not writing vacant policies. Uh, so there's specialized companies that kind of focus on that stuff, as well as uh, if you move over to new construction or you're doing structural work, there's a policy called a builder's risk, uh, which some banks will want you to have as well if they want you to insure the materials, because it's not part of the structure yet. There's a separate segment there that covers the materials that may be on site. Um. What would you say is the most interesting thing you've learned about working with with this group? Because I work with real estate investors a lot too, so so they can be a little quirky. Um, but you know, is there do you have anything interesting that you that you can share? I mean, each of them have their own way of doing things. So sometimes it can take a little bit of time to get to know them and how they operate. One of the big things for me right out front is to know what kind of a investor are they? Are they swinging the hammer themselves or are they paying somebody to do it? Because if they're swinging the hammer themselves, they can get away with a little less coverage because they know they're not going to file a claim for something small because they're doing the work. They're just going to fix it themselves. There's other guys that are brought in um, that don't really have the background. It's just a way to diversify assets. So everything they're doing, they're paying somebody else to do. So you wanna make sure that they're covered in a manner that they can just send somebody out and it's gonna get fixed and they don't have to worry about it. Everything's just gonna be covered by the insurance company. Nice. Um, what, what do you think more people should be aware of about what you do? Um, so locally, I would say one of the things that, uh, people are having a little trouble grasping is just like everything else with inflation, the costs are going up. And unfortunately for us in this region, Pennsylvania, I learned through continuing education classes was undervalued for many, many years. Uh, we're talking probably... 30 years prior to 2010, um, we were probably 25% undervalued for most of our property coverages. 
And then we started to get some of the crazy weather we've had over the last 10, 15 years, which if you go back and most people in Berks County are never going to forget the 2014 hailstorm. That's what I was thinking about when you say crazy weather, that's exactly what I was thinking about. (laughs) There were billions and billions of dollars paid out just for that one storm, something that took literally less than 15 minutes, blew through, just tore a certain part of this county apart. And there's been a couple other hail incidents since, and everybody learned by the 2014 incident that insurance companies, for the most part, were going to cover everything. So anytime somebody uses the word hail and it's in their neighborhood, they think they're getting something new. Uh, One of the adverse side effects to that is insurance companies have become much more transparent when it comes to what they want as far as having roofs replaced from a certain time frame. If it's a flat roof, almost every company I work with wants that changed out every 10 years. If you have a shingled roof, depending on the situation, it could be 30 years. Um, I know some are rated higher, but generally For instance, I have one I'm working with Erie right now because it's a high dollar value home. The home was built in 1993 and the contractor said it was a 40 year shingle. Erie doesn't wanna see anything older than 25. So for them to be willing to take that property, a contractor is gonna have to come out and certify that that roof is in good condition before they would be willing to extend coverage. And that's going to become more and more common where wear and tear items that people don't always maintain, the insurance companies are now going to be putting pressure on people to do that work. Otherwise, they're going to cancel coverage. That's very very interesting to to hear that that's the direction insurance companies are going because it it always seemed that you, you you gave an insurance agent your address and for the most part, they would produce a quote for coverage and... It, now it sounds it sounds like the insurance we, companies are becoming much more proactive. Oh yes, uh, we have one company that we do business with um, that is actually the oldest insurance company in the U.S. that really had some issues because of being one of the few that would write the the inner city row homes. They okay. now pay a company that as soon as you initiate that quote it will take a satellite image of the roof of that property and it has already been graded. And depending on what grade it has, they may want you to look at that roof before you even be able to offer pricing to a customer. It's smart. And with some of the technology that we have now, I I guess the insurance companies have a, a, an increased ability to make sure they don't have to, to pay anything out on claims. Yeah, I mean, claims are going to happen. It's more a matter that they only want to pay out when they really should, not necessarily someone lucking out that, you know, a storm came through on their 32-year-old roof, and now suddenly the insurance company is paying out $20,000 to give you a new roof. (laughs) Understood. So tell me what what separates you and, and Rothenberger Insurance uh, from your competition? Uh, 
one of the things that I think really differentiates us is we have a lot of carrier direct appointments, uh, almost 30 direct, not to mention a few other uh, brokerage relationships. So we really have the ability to work with more companies than most of the other local uh, independent agents. Um, but we're not so big that you're not going to get a certain level of customer service with us. Because uh, what you generally see when you get to a certain number of carriers is that you won't have the same level of service because they've gotten so big. And I think we are still, our agents are very hands-on. Uh, most of our clients have our cell phone numbers. Um, I have a bunch of clients that wanted to be my friend on Facebook and they'll just send me a Facebook message when they need something. I have a guy that loves to fix up and sell cars and he literally sends me the new VIN number. I add it. If he sold something, I subtract it and I send him his ID card for the new vehicle direct through Facebook messages. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new way to, to bind, bind coverage. Uh, it's, it's nice that you're, that you're so willing to be flexible and, and meet your clients where the, where they are and how they want to communicate um, with you. Yeah, we'll be as hands-on or as hands-off as somebody wants us to be. Um, I know that our agency principal has clients that he has to call each month to remind them to pay their bill. <laughs> he should tell them about, about auto draft. <laughs> Some of them know, but uh, I guess... Uh, we do have some older client base as well that's kind of stuck in their ways. <laughs> I, I, I understand. So, Sean, I want to switch gears just a little bit and uh, let our our audience uh, learn a little bit more ab about you. How do you spend your time when you're not working? Um, I tend to be very service-oriented as well. Uh, I am on the Northeast Berks Chamber of Commerce Board. I am on the RAC Foundation Board. I am president-elect for the Spring Township Rotary Club. Uh, and I am sure that most people in Berks County are used to me running around different nonprofit events or uh, community events. I like to call the time of year that we're getting into right now as uh, the fairs, festivals season. So you'll see me at the hamburger festival. You'll probably see me at the chili pepper festival. I just like being out in the community and uh, it doesn't hurt that so many of these events revolve around food because I'm a big foodie. I love to travel and eat too. I, I completely understand, understand that. Um, and that's the thing about Berks County events. They, they generally center around food. So <laughs> <laughs> For those of us like you and I that are foodies, that works out real well. Very uh, much. <laughs> well, congratulations on all on all of the your accomplishments oh. there. I guess there's one other thing I forgot to mention. Sure. I'm also one of Wilson High School's bowling coaches. That that's one that's wonderful. Bowling. And we won the county championship both of the first two years I've been on the coaching staff. Won't say it was me, but it was me and my brother. <laughs> But it, it it didn't hurt, right? So no, so, uh, I was I was born and raised in bowling alleys. So so what's the trick to to bowling a to bowling a strike every time? 
the well, it's easier than it once was because bowling ball technology has really moved forward leaps and bounds. Uh, but like most other sports, uh, it's a matter of repetition. It's muscle memory. If you want to be consistent and be able to hit the same spot on the lane every time that you need to, you need to have that muscle memory in your arm and the hand-eye coordination to do that. And it takes time. Okay. It's definitely very, you know, very interesting uh, <laughs> to hear. Uh, now, you're, are you originally uh, from Berks County? I am. I have lived most of my life in Berks County. Uh, growing up, we moved around a little bit. Um, but the majority of my life, I have lived in Spring Township, uh, probably about five years now in Muhlenberg Township. Uh, and there was five years away uh, at college in Saginaw, Michigan. Very nice. And what is your fondest memory of the Berks County area? Uh, the fondest memory of the Berks County area. That's a tough one. Um, I would say it would probably harken back to the community of bowling that I grew up in uh, all across the county. Uh, we were a little bit of a tight-knit group, but you kind of make lifelong friends. Um, it is a very friendly sport. Uh, it's not as cutthroat as some of the other ones are. So, uh, you know, our biggest rival in most sports was Governor Mifflin, and I still have plenty of Governor Mifflin bowling friends. I can't say that I have as many Governor Mifflin football friends. <laughs> you play, did you also play football? I did. <laughs> well, it's, uh, I guess it, it, bowling, it, even though you can do it as a team, I guess to a certain extent, it's an individual sport. Yeah, uh, you can excel both ways. Unfortunately, when I was coming through, I was much more successful on an individual level. Uh, but now as a coach, uh, our teams have had a couple standouts. But I think our real strength is the fact that we have so many good bowlers at one time. Well, that's, that's great. That's that's definitely very, uh, very unique. Uh, and your work with, with Rotary, uh, you're, are you, you looking forward to being president-elect? Uh, as I am president-elect, I am told that I will have to take some classes to prepare me to be the actual president, so that should be interesting. Um, but I am definitely excited about trying to grow it because I'm sure many people have looked around and saw that certain service organizations are not having as many people come out, especially post-COVID. Um, so it's tough. Uh, running certain events takes a certain amount of people and certain things don't get to happen if we don't have enough bodies. But yeah. we luck out. Uh, Spring Township has the largest uh, interact club in the county. Uh, we partner with Berks Catholic and there's over 150 students that are part of that interact club. That, that's wonderful. As a, as a former club president, I can tell you that the, uh, that the training uh, is helpful. Um, it, they, I, I always like that they call it PETS, which is, of course stands for President Elect Training Seminar. Uh, but I always, I, I think the name is, is very in interesting. 
Now, uh, when does your Rotary Club meet? Because we'll, we'll, we'll give a, a little plug. Uh, our meeting is the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Uh, we meet, the meeting starts at noon. Uh, we meet in the Squat Cafe that is in the Riverfront Credit Union building on broadcasting. Okay. So if you know where Isaac's is, it's basically across the street. Okay. Well, that that's that's because you know I may I may try to pop in one of these one of these teams. We love visitors. Yeah. Um, so Sean, if if someone is looking to work with you or with Rothenberger Insurance uh, Services, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, you can access us uh, by phone, uh, which would be 610-406-5827. Uh, you can find us through the website, which is www.ris, as in Rothenberger Insurance Services, quote.com, risquote.com. Uh, or you could just Google Rothenberger Insurance. <laughs> or Facebook message you, apparently. Yes, if, if you can find me on Facebook. Um, I might be a, a little fun to find as my current Facebook photo is a picture of me in elementary school, so. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that. <laughs> well, Sean, thank you so much for being a guest here today. I, I, I really appreciate uh, your time. Uh, and the insight that you can you've provided to us. It's been a great time, Russ. Thanks. And uh, to our listeners, uh, thank you again for, for tuning in for, to another episode of Not Minding My Own Business. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Have a good day.